Hi, I'm so giddy. I get so excited every time. Every time I talk and my husband uses the drill, that's what makes me excited. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe he'll be quiet, but we're, we're, we have construction going on and that's not the best for podcasting. No. Okay. Listen, every time I get to share a new story, a new guest with you, it's just the best, best, best. And it makes me so excited. So today our guest is Mandy Lewis and she is a Christian life coach. She's all about calling daughters to their purpose, a life of impact, kingdom impact, learning to lean in and know God better. And it's just so exciting because she has, <laughs> I just noticed like listening back through her story that she has changed her mind so many times. And it's just delightful, honestly, because she uses the words, she shares how her relationship with God has, um, has grown and that he pioneers her direction and he leads her into new space and, and that. So even since the time of this recording to now, her story and her purpose has been become more directed, more fine tuned and morphed a little bit into her, um, true passion. And I love that because we're all on this process. We're in this journey and we don't have a, a, arrival time. You know, there's no destination where we're like, yes, we've made it. No, like we just grow and experience and try and change and grow some more. And in every place that we are, we get to give a hundred percent of who we are with this assurance that there's always going to be more to give always new things because God is a promiser. He's a defender of our heart and he's always going to be doing a new thing. Her story is powerful. It's impactful. It's full of daily miracle and assurances that God leads his daughters. He is a God of exploration and direction, not to one final destination, but on this lifelong journey of fulfillment and seeing more and more and giving more. And, ah, oh, it's so good. Mandy is such a reflection of his character. She is brave. So, so brave. So full of experiences. She shows us how to listen carefully and lean in and, and follow whatever it is. That's not a weakness. It's so powerful. It's so strong. Like it's determination. It's open-handed willingness, which requires the most courage of all. She's such a good listener to her father, the one who she can trust and just a beautiful reflection of who he is and what he desires for us. So enjoy today. God can literally move mountains from a space that she like one that she creates, right? Like she just describes this place of questioning and seeking what's next. She takes steps and she's obedient. And when you steward what you have and you use what you have, whatever God's given in that moment, whatever question, curiosity, wisdom, relationship, whatever it is, you use that fully, then he can move mountains. Then he, that's the breeding ground for growth of new life. And it's just, it's so, so beautiful to see her blossom from that place of obedience and, you know, enter into to the quiet, to the scary, but then to the trust and the pouring out with such beautiful confidence and gifting. And that's who she is today. 
and I think that you're going to just really feel pulled to her. Um, I know that we're going to have her on again in the spring and just really continue to learn from her passions. And I'm just so excited about that. So buckle up, lean in, enjoy. Hello, my wonderful friend. Welcome to freedom. Welcome to a space of belonging. This is the Ash and Ivy show. My name is Riley and I'm totally geeking out to be here with you. I am challenging you to know your identity, find God's voice in your story, and give your life as a gift to the world. You have a voice and a message that only you can give. So let's do the divine work and make God visible through our lives and be in awe of what life is all about. Hi, Mandy. Hi, how are you, Riley? I'm so good. I'm so excited that you're here and appreciate you finagling that schedule. I know how challenging that is, um, but we, we made it and here we are. So yes, I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. I'm grateful for the opportunity to chat with you and just chat with whatever comes on our minds. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, we'll just start by letting you tell us who you are and what you love to talk about and what we're going to learn from you today. All right. Um, well, my name is Mandy Lewis and first and foremost, I am the daughter of the King. Um, and he really pioneers everything in my life. So very blessed to have that great relationship with, with God now. Um, and I'm a wife to my high school sweetheart, a mom to four amazing kiddos, two boys and two girls. They range from ages seven to 23, um, we have a whole variety there. I feel like a zoo sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's fun. Yeah. I have a background in re real estate for over 10 years. I've done um, coaching to other real estate brokers and most re recently as a CFO. So financial background and coaching background, which mm -hmm. is why I've been led by God to where I am today as a financial coach to other kingdom mamas. Yeah, that's so cool. Like, was there a discontent or a pull or something that led you to the more individualized plan or how did you switch from what you were doing to this? Yes. So great question. Of course, you know, that's how, um, I think God leads us right. Is in my former real estate career, it was a lot of hustle, just hustling mm -hmm. 24 seven, um, feeling burned out, like everything was never good enough um, and really trying to do it my way, not God's way. So I wasn't trying to control everything and made the most money I've ever made, but we were broke anyway and not managing our money. Well, um, it was very stressful. I was coaching others to launch their real estate businesses as well. And, um, I really, more wanted to coach them on the trans transformational pieces, helping them through their fears and things like that. Um, but really was being pushed to, to coach a certain way about just generating more leads, more business. And it, it was very, very stressful. It was very hard and it was not fulfilling because I wasn't doing it God's way. I was doing it my way and I was full on burnt out. So God gifted me with a health scare that was not life-threatening, but it was stress-induced um, and serious enough to take notice. Cause that's how God knew it would take something serious for me. Um, yeah. So he just, you know, he'll, he'll just swoop right in and lead you where he wants you and use your story for what's next. Right. 
That's exactly it. It's so interesting. Like sometimes even on the surface, things can even look kind of the same. Like you could do the same job, but the exhaustion is such a symptom of not being in alignment with what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's such a heart issue. You can't, it's kind of hard to put words to it or explain, but it's like, it's, there's a difference and there's a knowing in your spirit when you're resting and moving, working out of the rest versus mm-hmm. just working and working and working. Yes. You know? so, yeah. It's a huge difference. There's a peace about it, a calmness about it. Um, yeah. So let's yeah. go back then. Um, so that's kind of your now, which is mm-hmm. super thrilling and exciting. Um, so where did all of that start? I've thought about <laughs> this so much. Um, I had, so my parents were divorced when I was a, a baby. So I was really raised um, separately from each of them and they were very different from each other. My mom is a lot of the pieces I would get about the scarcity mindset came from that side. Just um, she's not really much of a risk taker. She got a job at a great company and stayed there for 35 years, just kept trying to move up, move up just to take care of me as a single mom, um, which is completely honorable. And I appreciate everything she's ever done. And I saw that struggle of, and we moved a lot too, as a result. So every time she would work to get more money or a promotion, it meant moving and changing schools. And that was hugely impactful for me to not want that for my kids. Um, and then on the other side with my dad, he was, he was the one that he would travel the world and kind of just do different types of jobs. He was a, an EMT and a firefighter. He was a radio DJ. He worked at the largest airport in Saudi Arabia. I mean, he just did anything and everything. And then he became a college professor. And I always envy just that no fear attitude of going where your heart leads you, where you, where you want to do even if it's something you don't know, it's something scary and new that never, never prevented him from going after what he wanted. So I had, it's like he had a lot, a lot of experiences because of that. Yeah. Did you ever get to be a part of any of that with him? Not really. So that was hard. Um, he was gone a lot of years as growing up. Um, and then just really impactful too. I remember in high school telling him I wanted I finally figured out what I wanted to do. I wanted to become a nurse because I was taking a class in, in high school that I loved. And I remember being super excited to tell him that I had made that decision. And his response was, well, you should be a doctor because they're actually the ones that get to be the boss and make the most money. And, and it just, it was like heartbreaking. So it was just something that has stuck with me of what I wanted wasn't the right thing. You're supposed to want more or bigger or different. So just, yeah, just the way you are raised can really impact you later. Yeah. Cause yeah. you're going to take something like that and just let it be a state of truth in your, yeah. The way you think. And I did. Yeah. For a long time. So hmm. yeah. I guess it would probably be a hard question that you can or can't answer, but like, how does that show up in your life and how have you been able to either combat it or use it? Um, you've been able to see that I've used it probably more, probably not as well uh, for myself as I should have, but more with my parenting, with my kids, because I've always wanted to make sure that they felt supported in whatever they thought they wanted to do for themselves. And just knowing that myself I've changed 
careers over the years and that's been okay. And, and so really trying to teach them, like, it's okay to even not know what you want to do change right now mind. or change your mind later or try something yeah. and yeah. And just see where God leads you. So I think with my parenting it's come into play, but for a long time, it didn't, um, mm-hmm. with me, it was more just go for the bigger, go for the more. Uh-huh. Which I guess sometimes our strengths are also our weaknesses because that's what allowed him to seek out those adventures and try those new things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but with a cost, right? Yes. So did you go to school for finance or I started out? So I started out actually in nursing school because I was a little oh, bit of a rebel and I was like, I don't <laughs> want to be a doctor. I'm not going to just because my dad says to, right? Um, okay. But yeah, I did that one year and that wasn't for me, (laughs) Um, changed my mind into accounting. So there was the financial interest. Um, One year into that changed my mind. Um, My third year, I think it was elementary education, changed my mind and finished in business. (laughs) So yes, I am. I am. I was all over the place in college, but I. Well, it sounds like you got a wide variety of education. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yes, just was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, and you know, it is a very young age to try to figure out your whole life. Right? Why do we put that demand on our kids? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so you know, just COVID was another thing that happened. I was a CFO at. you know, our, for our real estate brokerage. And so again, in the financial aspect with COVID and my health issues, I was already feeling like I needed to get out of that um, area of my life. And with COVID, my kids home, I was working remotely, but our brokerage wanted us to come back on to um, come back into the office and start being there in person. And, you know, just as a mom, I couldn't do that with my kids home. And um, yeah, I just felt, I really felt like between all of that, God was telling me home and family focus on home and family. Um, and so that's what I started doing. And then he, I went through a period of time where I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had some anxiety, but really trying to pray and give it up to God about what, what is next? What should my purpose be? And I learned through that really, I was equating purpose as a job only and what earned money only. And he really taught me that your purpose can be wherever you're needed right now. And that's when he was telling me home, family, home and family. And I realized he wants me to take a break. He wants me to not work. He wants me to focus on my kids and pour into them and rest myself and take yeah. care of me and connect with him more and grow in my faith. So I took some time and that's what I did. That completely changed my world. I feel like the consistent message from every single person I talk to is that out of rest and obedience comes so much new life, Mm -hmm. like so much clarity, so much boldness and creativity. And all of that stems from getting out of your distracted life, out of your busy life and finding some quiet every single time. It's, it's astounding, honestly. It is. Yeah. It was, it was something that I was experiencing every single day and started just shout, almost shouting it from the rooftops to anyone who would listen. I'm just, this is what God's doing for me and he can do this for you. And it was hard too, because we, for the first time ever had to uh, rely on one income. We've, I've never been a stay at home mom before. Um, and that was really hard relying on one income that didn't frankly, didn't cover bills. So it was a lot of relying on God and 
getting on a budget fast and reducing expenses fast. <laughs> so before that, you guys, did you have, I mean, you've always been interested in finance. So were you really budget minded and all of that? Or did this circumstance kind of elicit that need? I've done it in the past, but not so much to this quantity. I mean, real estate was my highest income ever, six figure income. And we were broke because we were not managing our own money. I was just working. I wasn't taking care of anything at home financially, children, marriage, all of it. Um, and so the balance yeah, wasn't no, there. No, yeah. No balance and no, no money man- management inside, just outside. It's kind of hard to enjoy your gifts. I think if you are too maybe busy or full of things to mm-hmm. see them. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, it sounds like even though it was hard, a lot of details have worked together to bring you to this point. How was it with your marriage? Just trying to navigate quitting your job and. I mean, my husband was fully supportive and really it was, we, we did feel it was from God and it wasn't, it wasn't really, we didn't feel like we had that much of an option. We weren't going to just let our kids spend for themselves, you know, as full-time and, and we do have a 14 year old. So it sounds like, oh, he can just babysit, but a 14 year old in our hearts should not be a full-time babysitter or a teacher. (laughs) Yeah. Or a teacher. Yeah, exactly. He's doing his own schooling. I mean, all of that. And, and, uh, you know, just, it was, we knew that's what needed to happen. And so, yeah, my husband has been great. Um, we've been a team, I think it's brought us closer than ever before, just having to be a team to navigate, you know, all of this and he, him working a lot and everything at home and our kids and our marriage. I mean, just, it helped us put everything into perspective and really focus on priorities, the, the important things in life. So it's, so what did you discover? Like, what did the quiet and the balance produce for you guys? What does your home look like and feel like? So for me personally, it's just, it helped me grow as a mom uh, tremendously. Um, I, I used to always say to people when I was hustling in real estate that I'm a ter- I would be a terrible stay at home mom. Um, and I was at first and it was because I was trying to still control everything and I was stressed out. But when I really had breakdowns so after a few breakdowns, cause that's how it always happens. Right. And reaching out to God and just listening, then that's when just got so much help. And just, he helped me see that, uh, how I could grow as a wife, as a mom and really serve my family and how that should be first and putting my own care first, my health, so I can pour into them. Um, so we really, we've really just learned to rely on each other and God partner with God and not so much worry about everything. Cause he's always had our back. So that's something that came up. It, it's amazing. He has just brought financial relief in ways that we can't even explain. I mean, they, they can only come from him. That's all I can, you know, I can't explain tell it. Me, tell <laughs> me about it. What happened? Um, well, for example, one of the ways is that my husband got a, got a raise. They got a pay raise at his company, but not only did they get a pay raise, they retro, they made it retroactive for like a year and a half. <laughs> Who does that? What company what? ever does that? And it was something, I guess the employees voted. That's what they wanted. And it was, I, <laughs> it's nothing I've ever heard of happening before. It still blows my mind. Every time I think about it, it just, it's a God thing. Every time I think about it, it but, felt like a bonus. Yeah. It was huge. Cause he got a, he got back pay, you know? And so 
and just other ways we, we really started noticing two other ways that God would provide, um, that were not money necessarily. And so really one thing we've learned is that God provides in all kinds of resources. It doesn't everything. Money is just a tool, just like anything else. You know, I have a printer next to me. That's a tool that I'm sitting on a chair. I'm wearing clothes. Money is an object, like all those things. And he gives, can give you those resources in any way, shape or form that he deems that you need. And so we, um, we had a deck for another example, we had a deck that was falling apart um, and it was a safety issue. So we ripped it out, but we had all this wood and, and we were looking at $800 expense for a dumpster and all of that. And I thought, let's, I'm just going to put it out there. Maybe somebody would want it. And God brought us like, we were able to bless eight different people who wanted that old wood that we saw as not usable. Mm -hmm. And they saw as a house for their goats. And I can't remember what all they were all using it for, but it was amazing to them. I mean, it was full of rusty nails and everything. And they just, we were able to bless them. And every single piece of wood, of concrete, of everything was taken in by people and used, and we didn't pay any of that money. So sometimes he's saving you money. He's given us a lot of free, Ah. free things too. And so we really have started taking notice of and naming like everything he gives us. We, we name it. Okay. That came from you. That came from you. That's all, it's all resources. So yeah, that's just been a huge piece for us to show our kids to look how God can provide. It may not be a paycheck. It may be saving you from spending money or getting, giving you a resource or help, free help, things like that. Wow. Wow. That's, that's awesome. What have been the hard parts of that too? I'm sure there's kind of a mix. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, trusting God is a, it's a daily practice, you know, that (laughs) Satan's still out there. Um, and so that fear and anxiety can still show up when maybe the timing isn't as fast as we want, or we just can't see how it's going to happen. Um, and we forget, well, God can make it happen in any way he wants in ways that we can't see. And so just every day navigating, you know, just praying and being honest with God, like I'm, I'm feeling anxiety again. He already knows that, but verbalizing that, Oh, there's that anxiety. I'm feeling it help take that anxiety off of me. Um, and I mean, that's a lot of days and now it's less and less, but there's still a lot of days where, you know, there's just where, is the business going to come from or where is this bill going to get paid from or whatever, but he still, he shows up over and over. So I think that's one of the, just those things you have to, the daily reminder of just asking him, the fears will creep up, but those aren't from God. God doesn't want you to feel fear or anxiety. That's, that's not from him. And so you mm-hmm. can give those to him and he'll replace them with peace. As long as you're putting your faith and your trust in him and just walking forward. Yeah. When did your relationship with God begin? So I was raised, I, I just actually cried to my mom about a week ago, thanking her for raising me in the church. Cause we, when I was a kid, I remember, um, we moved a lot, but before moving probably the earliest place I remember, we were there about four years. So we went to this church. We practically lived there. We were there every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Um, and I just, I remember roaming the halls of that church. I knew everything, every little back door, every way you could go in that church. And I just remember as a kid feeling like, this is my church. This is my home. This is, they know me, I belong here. And then we moved. Um, 
And I struggled to want to go to church for a long time after that, because to me, that was like my home. I didn't want to, I didn't want to try a different church. It wasn't going to be the same. Um, so really, I mean, just after having kids, I knew I wanted to make sure we had a home church raising our kids. And we still struggled with finding a church that my husband and I wanted to go to. We've, we've changed churches and then he led us to the church we have now, which we've been at about four years now. And, and we love it. And I knew the first day walking in there, it felt, it just felt this peace. I felt a peace about it. Like this was where I was supposed to be and our kids enjoyed going. And, you know, that was huge. <laughs> and it um, is huge. Yeah. But really this last year with COVID and, and the financial struggles at first and not knowing what my purpose was at first, that's when I started, you know, really reaching out to him. And that's when I connect, started connecting in my relationship with him every day, all day throughout the day and got really intentional with it. So most of my life was not that intentional with my relationship. It wasn't until last year. So to me, silver lining of, you know, good can come from any bad thing. And that was a huge silver lining for me for the pandemic was just having that time and having the breakdowns and being forced to really reach out and connect with him more. Yeah. And I know like the quiet brings, it brings creativity and it brings new ideas and bravery. Mm -hmm. It also brings up like your scary feelings and feelings of scarcity or feelings of overwhelm and it's just hard to kind of face the resistance of all of that and balance it. And yeah, do you ever definitely. get tempted to kind of fill that space up with busyness? And definitely at first, because because I kept going back to what's my purpose, and he kept telling me home and family. Okay, Lord, I'll keep focusing on home and family. <laughs> um, and then I started craving that, and so yeah. that was him transforming me. And I craved time with him. I craved just being a better mom. And I was, you know, I started listening to my kids more and intentionally connecting with each of them. They're different ages, you know, different stages, all of that. So different interests and trying to connect with them in their ways and my husband and just focusing on him and how could I serve? I looked at them as people I could serve and family I can serve. And then that's when he started telling me, I can also now start serving others as well. Um, in my work. So it wasn't until, I mean, it really was my family that he used to help me grow in that way as a servant and obedience. And it's funny. Cause like, it couldn't have come any other way. Like if you had been forced to be at home or something like that, then you probably would have been like bucking the <laughs> idea. But, but when it like comes straight from God to you, it just feels more comfortable and you can walk in confidence that you're doing the right thing. And yeah. I love that you said you started to crave it because I've kind of had that similar experience of resisting the slowdown. But then once you do, just really learning to enjoy it and need it and recognizing, mm -hmm. like I was just so afraid that if I slowed down, that I would lose who I am, that I would be lazy or boring or just, you know, you have a myriad of fears that come to mind. Um like I wouldn't accomplish anything or I don't know, like all these kinds of things. But then um, the truth is that when you surrender to kind of that flow and that space of where you're supposed to be, that you become more focused, more creative, like a better mom. It's amazing. Yep. 
well, well-rounded every area. Yeah. He impacts when you connect with him more and you slow down for that connection. Yeah. It really impacts everything, every aspect of your life. And I think a lot of us who hustle and we're not, we're not good at slowing down, mm-hmm. which is why we miss that a lot. And yeah, he's so good about letting us go through that for a while and feeling <laughs> that pain. And because if we don't, we wouldn't see, we wouldn't see the benefit then of the slowing down of the focusing on our actual needs and priorities more. So we have to I think we have to experience it yeah. in a difficult way to really appreciate what he's doing for us. It's true. It's true. Yeah. So I, I really want to empower specifically kingdom moms because I really have a heart on um, teaching them how to steward their resources, you know, in a responsible way, the way that God wants us to. And the Bible talks about money um, and just any resources in general, a lot. Um, And I just think a lot, there's a lot of stay at home moms who personally are not the ones bringing in income. So there's a sacrifice that the family's making there and it can feel stressful, but there's so much that they can do in the way that they manage the money and the resources to really, to steward it better, to help his kingdom, his kingdom, kingdom impact, help give generously tithing, um, and also just setting up their family for, for financial success down the road. God the Bible is full of instructions for us on how to manage our money and how we should be saving for the future and, um, not having debts and and sharing our resources and things like that. And so I was reading that. So Jesus talks about the kingdom of God, the most in the Bible, but the second topic he talks about the most is money. Really? Yeah. It's the second most, um, talked about topic from Jesus, like himself. So uh, there's a lot, just a lot of instruction that people just don't realize. And it's money is just a tool and it's not even ours. Like we get so worried about how to manage it or if we're managing it or what we should do, should we want it or not, but it's all God's anyway. We don't get to take it with us. We don't get to take the clothes we're wearing with us. We don't get to take anything with us. He gives it to us as a tool to use while we're here. It's like a, we're borrowing it. Right but he wants us to use it for specific purposes. And when we do that, it just, it brings a peace to us. It brings love and compassion and and blessings to other people. And, and you can't help give God anyway. Right. He says that in the Bible, he blesses you 10 times for you giving. Um, so I just, I just really want to work with moms and serve moms to help them take that stigma off and to really take the scariness about money away and help them learn the truth from the Bible about money and what God wants them to do with that money. Yeah. I've been through some, um, business coaching and money is a huge, huge topic. I mean, they commit whole weeks to trying to get your mindset in a healthier place about money. Mm -hmm. And so I think it, you, there is the scarcity mindset. There's also the mindset that we shouldn't have, too much that we want just enough or, I mean, just all kinds of things. Yeah. Is that stuff you like to talk about and tackle? Yeah, I do. I do because God wants us to provide on a rely on him. He provides for us. And there are very, um, very, there are people who are very wealthy, who are very strong in their faith and they rely on him and they give generously and 
God's the one that chooses that they get that wealth. I mean, he, it, it's God that gives us the tools in the first place. And now there's a difference between being greedy, which is somebody who's obsessed about money or, um, you know, we've all heard that, that phrase money is the root of all evil. That's not actually in the Bible. It's actually the love of money. That is a root of evil. So it's, it's not the money itself. God provides that money. So it is no, you know, it's no worse for us than the chair I'm sitting on is for us or the shirt that I'm wearing, right? God gives all of that to use to his benefit. And he, he will choose if we're going to be wealthy or not. And that's, that's a, that's a God choice. So we don't have to worry about that. We don't have to worry about who has more or less. I mean, that is the greed part of it. So he just wants us to rely on him for all things. And he talks about abundance in the Bible a lot, wanting to provide abundance for us. And a lot of people mistake abundance for equaling money. And that's not what it is. Abundance with your relationship with God is the relationship. It's the peace you get from him. It's the forgiveness you get from him. It's community you get in his kingdom. He gives us spiritual gifts to use to serve his kingdom and that impact that we get to make for his purpose. That's the abundance that he wants for us and promises us. Uh It's not the money. And so the money is going to be there or it's not depending on what he has for a purpose for you. So we just have to serve him how he wants to and, and steward the money that he does give us in a way that is responsible. So we can give more to his kingdom. Hmm, That's so interesting. It's a lot to chew on. I'm trying to (laughs) figure out what I think about that and just think through, I mean, my core beliefs, um, just about how God chooses us and uses our, our gifts is just that he does, that he creates curiosity in you and that you should flow in that and you should step towards what interests you. Um, and, that when you do that, there's got to be this mindset without comparison, without striving for perfection, without people pleasing, like there's all <laughs> these mindsets that we have to conquer, but that when we just are resting in, in God's presence and our actions are in line with that, then I guess that's what allows you to rest in the, in the money mindset balance as well. Like mm-hmm. when all these other things are balanced, then you can <laughs> trust that the money will come or, or whatever, whatever happens to your business, you can surrender it to God's plan. And it's hard though. That's a hard, it's a constant like thing of, am I working hard enough? Am I trusting hard enough? Am I, you know, am I just doing this because I want to serve people? Yes. Well, do I need to make money? Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. Yes. To balance. balance for sure. And like just deciding how to think about it or what you want. And of course you hear like, you don't want just enough money. You want the money's not a bad thing. Money gives you experiences. Money allows you to experience the world and that kind of mindset. I don't know. It's a lot. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it, but since we are, I'm like, man, there's so much to navigate. There is, there is. I mean, God, God chooses, you know, it's his, his resources and, and he can give it to you. Yeah. If you're supposed to travel the world, you're going to, because you're going to get certain experiences that can help you serve people better in his kingdom, or you're going to reach different people in different countries or wherever you go. I mean, whatever you have, there are 
there people are blessing others all the time. I remember hearing the story of um, the the couple, the husband and wife that started the company Curves, or uh-huh. you know that company, exercise, yeah. exercise uh-huh. for women. That company, and they, yeah, they were strong in their faith, and they said we're we're always, you know, they were avid make, making sure that they tithed the ten percent uh, of everything that they earned, and their business just kept growing and growing. So they increased it to 20%, 30%. They just kept increasing how much they were giving back to the kingdom. And wow. at one point they got to, they were giving 90% away of their income. And they, <gasps> they said, you truly, you cannot outgive God. Like you can't because they just kept pouring into their business and helping it grow. So yeah, God gives you gifts. And as long as you're obedient, you have your faith in him and you're walking you used the word earlier. I love the alignment, you know, with his purpose for you, mm-hmm. you're, you're taking those steps. He's going to provide. It may be money. It may be more money so that you can give to others. If you're a generous person, he's more money is going to allow you to give more generously to people, it, you know, and you're going to be able to tithe more and have more impact. You may sponsor. I, rem- I remember somebody, um, a friend of mine's dad was, we learned actually at his funeral, all these uh, ladies kept coming up to my friend and saying, your dad impacted me so much growing up. He apparently he was paying for them to go to their uh, on Christian camps and things when they were kids, he would just pay for them, but uh, he didn't want anyone in his family to know he was doing that. And so it wasn't until his funeral, they learned that he had blessed so many of these, of these women to be able to do, or it was, I think it was men and women, um, young kids at the time to go and just get closer with God and just, so you can, you don't know where God necessarily wants you to bless, but if he, you're walking in obedience, he's going to lead you on where he wants you to bless others. And he's going to give you the means to do that and, and your family and take care of your family and, and experience this earth. I mean, it's his earth. He created it. It's a beautiful earth. There's so many parts to it. And, you know, that's a huge dream I have is traveling and seeing his beautiful earth that he's created and, and just learning about learning about what he's created and getting closer to him through that too. So. Yeah. Would you say generosity is, um, a practice skill or are some people just more generous than others budget generosity? I think, um, we do budget generosity. I think it depends how you, it depends on your mindset. I think there are people how you were raised. If you were raised for giving a lot, then you're going to do that naturally. If you were raised with a scarcity mindset, it is going to be harder for you to start giving and, and, and trusting that that's okay to do. And really even making it a focus for you. Cause it, if it wasn't something that you focused on all your life and um, you know, it, it isn't going to be until somebody gives you that thought or through prayer, you're, you're told to, to give generously. That's when you may start that generosity. So how do you overcome that scarcity mindset? Coaching can help prayer. Um, you know, a financial coach and, and just lots of prayer, prayer, reading the Bible. There's a lot of truth in the Bible. Of course, it's all our truth. That's all the truth we need. And there's so much in there about money and about mindset, about money and about how God sees money and, and how he sees generosity as a virtue, um, that we should be seeking. Right. Um, there's a lot of Bible verses about giving and sharing your resources and 
and helping you know, my passion is time. And, um, I could talk about doing Mm -hmm. that with your time all day long. And it's the same thing. We can't be generous unless we have made time to space in our time to be able to say yes. You know, Mm -hmm. if we are so busy and so consumed with ourselves and our own agenda, then we don't have time to see the needs of other people. And we don't have time to say yes or make space for others. And it's kind of, it seems kind of similar. Yes, Uh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Time is another tool that he gives us to use. You know, it's limited, just like all the resources are. mm -hmm. Um, But definitely, I think once you intentionally block out that time for that to become generous, he, he says right in the Bible, I mean, he blesses you back when you are blessing others and it won't take long before you want to do it because Mm -hmm. you're getting so much from it. You, it's really hard to just give, we receive every time we give. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's already a two-way street and, and that he's made that blessing that we feel from giving so much better and bigger than what we sacrificed when we gave. So it just makes us want to continue. It's so consistent. I feel like every component we've talked about has the same result. So when we rest, we crave rest. When we give money, we want to give more money. When we make time, we want to give more time and have more time. Like, yes, true. Yes. But from, for some reason we don't process that automatically. Like that's not our default. Nope. We see it as limited and we get it through the spirit. Like it's so contrary to what's natural but so rewarding and so life-giving. Ah, that's good stuff. That's good. Yeah. So it's so interesting to me. I, I feel like it doesn't matter. It's really beautiful and it's kind of coming together in my mind today. It doesn't matter what subject you're passionate about, whether it's time management, organization, nutrition, budget, first all of them require that you address your fears and your mindset first. Like Mm -hmm. definitely it doesn't matter what you're coaching. You have to coach the mindset first. Yep. Everything starts with that. And that's where God can help us, you know, that he teaches us that. So that's where the faith comes in and learning to read his word and apply it to your life. Um, But yeah, for sure. Mindset finding freedom. Yep. Wow. That's fascinating. Could you share any tips for us? What, what do we need to know today? Really? Um, God wants us to steward our resources in a way that can help impact his kingdom. And so wherever you are within your finances, uh, it's, it's a good time to take a look at how you are managing those resources that God's giving you. And maybe that means you're in a position where you need to create a budget for yourself. Maybe it's tackling some debt. You need to eliminate debt that you're, that you have. Um, it could be that you need to start building up a savings for retirement. If you haven't started doing that already, um, it could be, you need to start giving, start tithing, start tithing 10%. If you're giving, you know, 5% or whatever it is, um, just really assessing where you're at and praying about where you're at, what God, what do you want me to do with my financial situation right now? Um, what do you want me to be giving how much to who, you know, where, where should I start? And he'll give you the answers. He'll guide you. If you 
some people are very strict with their budget. They're, they've got that down pat. They don't have any debt and maybe they have savings, but they're not giving. And so God might lead them to start tithing and giving, um, or they're tithing, but they're not giving generously, um, after. So tithing is what God commands in the Bible of 10%, uh, the first 10th, because that's not your, that's actually not our resource that he gives us to use. That is purely for the kingdom, but anything beyond that, he actually wants us to also give offerings, which is just what we get called on our hearts to give. In addition, it could be to the kingdom as well. It could be to others. And so just pray, see where God's leading you with your finances and, and maybe what that next step is for you. That's really good stuff and good wisdom. Do you have a favorite like life first? It's Jeremiah 29, 11. And it's for, I know the plans I have for you plans to prosper you and not harm you and plans to give you hope and a future. And that's just given me such hope this last year. And, and I've seen him, I've seen him walk the talk. So, (laughs) well, on that truth, we will end. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, Riley.